0: This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Gordon this is, you know, this 40 is a plus, every very night. big year for the head coach.
1: It is. Right now, if you're the Knicks, he's done everything you've asked of him, Gordon. He made mm-hmm. you relevant again. Yep. He got he brought some professionalism back to the team in his fifth year, because he got a five-year deal. So next year is the last year. You don't want him to be a lame duck coach going in where he's playing for his job.
2: You have to see it backed up. You have to see yeah. that this is not just, well, one year we're good, one step forward, step back. It's better than what they used to be, where it was a step back, it seemed like a lot. Every year yeah. it felt like another step back. There has been some success,
0: but he's gotta be able to build on that. This is ESPN New York tonight. With Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Hour number three of our Thursday conversation here on 98.7 ESPN. Larry Hardesty, Gordon Damer, in for Dan Grasso. 1-800-919-3776. Hey, Gordon. Joe Shane working the phones again. Giants trade a 2024 seventh-round pick to the Arizona Cardinals for linebacker Isaiah Simmons. He was the eighth overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, Six 6'4", four, two 38-pound Simmons. Never missed a game. Me, appearing 50 times in the regular season with 37 starts. He was one of five NFL defenders last season with multiple forced fumbles and interceptions, plus a touchdown lined up as an outside linebacker, inside linebacker, safety, and corner. And Gordon, with the versatility and the hijinks, that Wink Martindale likes to have with his defensive schemes. This guy could be big, big for a giant team that could use some depth at linebacker.
2: Well, we talk about risk versus the reward. The risk is is absolutely worth the shot at the reward, right? I mean, you're talking about a guy who was the eighth pick in the draft just three years ago. You're giving up a seventh-round pick for him. I would think that he will come in, and and he's not going to be a starter. He's going to be a complementary piece to, to get things underway but we talk about what is the NFL it is a coaching league and if a guy's got talent can you coach him up can wink martindale now take this kid and and get him back to to where he was in college at clem i mean he didn't go to a small school no, he didn't. <laughs> i mean he went to clemson and uh, was a top 10 pick just a couple of years ago so and, and if it if it turns out it doesn't happen you gave up a 7th round pick that that is absolutely worth the risk so uh, another home run move uh,
1: by the Giants. No question about it. Wink Martindale. So now that you got Isaiah Simmons, how are you going to use him? We like to you know, put pressure on the quarterback different ways. Like I've said many a times, pressure breaks pipes. It's one of those things where I say it's a positionless defense. How can we get a free runner to the quarterback? And what it takes is 11 selfless guys out there. You know, I was reading uh, some comments from Wink Martindale. Gordon, about how much he loves Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I love Aaron Rodgers. I, but he doesn't know me like that. Hopefully we can be friends, play golf together, and stuff like that. I have so much respect for Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, we're we're going to go after him Saturday. <laughs> we're going to, you know, try to move him around the pocket a little bit. You know, we're going to you know, do some things. Do I don't know if Kayvon
2: things. Thibodeau loves him as much as that, you know, so... Might not be, uh, might be some guys coming. He wanted to feel the turf, right? He, he, wants, feel to, it. he wants to get a feel for what things will be like yes. week one. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And clearly, um, you know, if you're the Jets, you need to get a look at this offensive line, which has been much maligned. Uh, in some cases, rightfully so. In other cases, you know, maybe unfairly because you're moving different pieces around and you're trying to see what piece, what's in what area. Um, you know, but... this is going to be an interesting situation on Saturday, Gordon. It really is. and I don't think, it it seems as though none of the giant top players, the ones are playing in this game. I don't Mm -hmm. know if that means offensively or not. I'm not sure. But uh, it's it's, it's going to be an interesting deal because you want to see everybody's been asking. I mean, Gordon, we took calls to see if, if Aaron Rodgers was going to play in the Hall of Fame game. So you know everybody's been waiting to see him in the preseason before the regular season starts and you know, I guess if you had to put him out there, this is the time to do it, right before you go into, you know, your regular rotation of getting ready for the season. I guess this is what he wants. This is what see? he feels he needs. Yep. So,
2: let's let's go. Let's run it up. Let's see let's see yeah. what it looks like. Absolutely. Uh, I, would, I would assume it's going to be a very very quick cameo. I don't, I I would don't think expect so. I don't think he's going to be playing the whole first quarter, maybe no. a series, maybe two. Yeah. But uh, and and is is there a part of me that thinks that Rogers wants to do this here because he was unwilling to do that in Green Bay and this is another way to kind of stick it to the Packers that hey you guys you didn't listen to me you were holding me back maybe there's a little bit of that I, I think be. that there's there's a possibility because he was pre- it, it seemed like he was presented in Green Bay as very uh, very stickly and mm-hmm. you know very opinionated and didn't mm-hmm. get along with this or didn't grumpy and. Yeah. and a diva miserable, miserable. And, <laughs> miserable. And, and and opinionated right like a diva Very like he so. had to have everything and since he's been here smiles and pats yeah. on the back and hey makai beckton let's go out to lunch and let's do this together everybody loves him everybody loves him he's everybody's friend oh my god i i would love to i was watching my wife was watching uh, hard knocks she really? loves watching the production of Hard Knocks. She loves okay. HBO things, and Hard Knocks, they do a fantastic job. They do. It. They do. So she likes watching that, and uh, she had it on in the background, and you just hear how people, oh, God, to live one day where everybody loves you like that, Larry. Everywhere <laughs> you go, everybody loves you. I'd be I'd, afraid. Oh, it would be. I would,
1: I would so love to live
2: one day of my life, just one day where <laughs> everywhere I went, every, oh, I so, so happy to see him. Falling all over themselves. I know, isn't it great? Pat him on the back, shake his hand, give him a
1: hug. Oh God, it must be amazing. It must be amazing. But what did they do when the cameras are off? <laughs> oh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? And trust me,
2: if it doesn't go well this year for whatever reason, we'll find out. There'll be other salutes. Yeah, it won't, it won't be handshakes and pats no, on the back. There'll be, It'll other be something things. else. But they'll tell him he's number one. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It can, it could can change. There might be more calls for Chris Strebler. You never know. Oh, no. Wouldn't be the first time. It Wouldn't I for Chris Strebler?
1: Wouldn't I be? I can hear it now. <sighs> you know,
3: Get they didn't Trebbler treat Zach Wilson right.
1: They didn't treat Zach Wilson right. He was underappreciated. They should have brought a, quarter, <laughs> a veteran quarterback in here for him. Look at what Nathaniel Hackett was able to do with other young quarterbacks. You know, they, they, didn't, treat, they didn't give Zach Wilson all the tools he needed. I'm, oh, Gordon, I'm waiting. I know that's coming. I know that's coming. Hey, Brian Dayball, talk about how this trade came apart, came about for Isaiah Simmons. He do a lot of different things: explosive, athletic. That's why he was picked. Where he was picked again, we'll get him here and see how he looks and start teaching him our stuff. But excited to have him. Got to be excited to have him. I and mean, Gordon, as Wink Martindale said, for for a defensive coordinator who is that creative, mm-hmm. right? You just he could just – I could see him just like salivating over what this kid can do for him in this defense because you can put him in this – here's the thing. You got speed, which he has. Mm-hmm. He's got ability to go from sideline to sideline, which yep. you love. Yep. And he's a—he's a, he's got a nose for the football, obviously with interceptions and fumble recoveries and stuff like that. Plus, he must be a pretty good tackler. I mean, Gordon, you love players like that. That's what you want on your team. And it's kind of lost in the fact
2: that the Giants had such success last year that in terms of the building of the roster, it's still in the early stages.
1: It's amazing. They didn't
2: it? really do any. They weren't able to do anything really last year. It was mostly on the coaching and now they, they, they're starting to go to work with that. They signed the the kid, the, the linebacker from the Colts, Okariki or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So trying to improve the team's speed. And, and one thing this kid, he has is, is is clearly speed. So if it's getting him in at a blitz package or having a pat, you know, to cover the tight end, that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, He's a piece. Now, again, maybe he comes here and he has all the same problems he had in Arizona. Arizona seems like a real mess.
1: It does. They don't seem
2: like they've done a good job uh, and they've had some high picks. It doesn't seem like they've done a good job drafting and developing. Mm -hmm. So uh, it seems like one of the strengths the Giants really have right now is coaching.
1: Yeah, they do. No question. no and, question. and look,
2: I mean, look. Last year, right? Getting getting more out of what was already here. These weren't the guys that they picked. These were the guys that were already here and able yeah. to take these pieces and and get them uh, to perform at a higher level. So again, if he comes here and he's anything, it's a home run. And if he doesn't, if it if it doesn't work for whatever reason, you gave up a seventh round pick.
1: It's really unfair, and I don't mean to besmirch the reputation of the previous Giants head coach. But what a difference between Dable and Judge. <laughs> what a difference. Yeah. What a difference. I mean... And, that, and,
2: and oh. I think you see the respect that Dable has around the league that he's yes. able to get somebody like a like a, a Wink Martindale mm-hmm. who's had as long a career as he's had. Yep. It's not just head coach. It's it's a coaching league. It's all the coaches. It's it's putting together a staff. And, and that tells you a lot of times... Who who is a coach that's going to be successful? Can they put together a good staff of guys mm-hmm, that know mm-hmm. what they're doing? And it's not just uh, this guy's never done this before, and this guy's never done it before, but right. this is the way they've done a very good job. So again, it's possible that Simmons turns out to be not yeah. a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, but you're giving you up know. a seventh round pick for it, but he was the to go from the eighth pick mm. in the draft to giving up a seventh rounder for him tells you that there is at least some ability.
1: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. When we return, we'll take your phone calls on the Giants. Plus, <laughs> Brandon Jacobs made a statement today, Gordon, about the Giants and the Cowboys. It was fascinating, but not surprising. We'll hear from him next on 98.7 ESPN.
0: This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.
4: The Giants, no doubt. I think the Giants team is much younger than Dallas. The head coach is coming up on his second year after he's done some amazing things. The franchise last year, I think by having him and him two years, I mean, you know, three years, four
5: years, so, you know, for now, I think Dallas Cowboys will be under the Giants like a lot. You know, I think the Giants window is much bigger than the Cowboys.
1: Especially with uh, Mike McCarthy as the head coach. <laughs> Calling plays and looking at the clock and trying to run the and trying to be the head coach that's that's not an easy thing there, Gordon Damer. not an easy thing.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's close that the that the Giants' window is is wider mm-hmm. than the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys have been doing this for a while. How, how old is Dak now? Yeah, thirty. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, they're they're a little older. They've been doing. They've had more success in in the recent past than the Giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think the Giants' window is. Is, is just starting out. So I don't think that that's uh, outlandish at all.
1: No, not at all. And and like I said, not unexpected. Because, you know, listen, when you have a young team, young co- a veteran coach, but, but a, you know, a coach that's had success, but you're building a franchise, they get to build this in their own image, Gordon. And this is, you know, this is why... I just think the Cowboys are taking a step back this year. I, I, I just do. I, I just... I'm not convinced that Dak can rebound from the way he was last year. He had a lot of turnovers, Gordon. I mean, he had a lot of turnovers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe McCarthy is able to, you know, get him squared away and everything. But for me, the Giants this year have got to find a way to at least to split with either or both Dallas and Philadelphia this year. I mean, they've got to find a way for them to begin to take that next step. Because, I mean, even Jordan Runahan told us, they got to beat Dallas at some point in time. That first game is really important. And if they could find a way to beat Dallas in that that opening game, that would be a major statement for this team. Cowboys are the worst kind of team to root for. In that
2: high expectations, win now kind of expectations, and they always let you down.
1: They always do. They.
2: When was the last time the Cowboys overachieved?
1: <laughs> no, it was underachieved.
2: It, it, it seems like it's always on. And, and that that Does. game last year against the Niners, that offense that was—I mean, they were just getting—they had. I mean, what do they have? Three field goals, four field goals, mm-hmm. something like that. I mean, they. How about their kind Cowboys? Of good performance, let's put
1: it that way. Yeah, they—they've struggled. They've struggled, and uh, you know they just can't seem to put it. And they have, and they have talent, Gordon. That's the frustrating thing. They've got talent. They got talent yes. on both sides of the football. Mm-hmm. No, no. I mean, Michael Parsons is. A, well, I mean, is, there's a
2: reason why we you expect things out of them. Yeah, right. It's not like they're a bad team or uh, they have talent. No question about it. But they, they just never seem to
1: to be never able to pay to that it. off. They never. They're and and if they get to the playoffs, they disappoint you. But how often do they get to the playoffs? That's the other thing. You know, yeah. they, they struggle even sometimes to get to the playoffs when they shouldn't have to. I mean, they they, they lose winnable games. It's – it's, man, it's tough to root for them. It is, it's really I'm tough glad, to I'm glad
2: them. I don't root for them. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I got my
1: own problems. I mean, the amount of
2: years they wasted with, with Garrett. I know. It, it feels like that was a waste. And now this is, what, year four for McCarthy. Mm-hmm. This is win now – they are win now, and I don't – I, I work too hard for my money to be to be spending it betting on the Cowboys. Let's put it that way.
1: And I'll say this, and I and I will raise both my hands as you see, Gordon. I'm raising both my mm-hmm. hands. I thought that, and I'm not. I'm I'm not totally wrong, but I don't think it would have been that much better. And I said the Jets should not let him walk out of the room when he was here. It was, it's between him and and uh, Gase. Yeah. You should not let McCarthy walk out of the room now. They should not have let McCarthy walk out of the room, but I don't know if it would have been a whole lot better, considering what I've seen from him in Dallas. (laughs)
2: Well, look, he's not the best person. I don't think you could do better. But when the two choices are between between him, he's like Chuck Noel compared to Adam. (laughs) I mean, Adam Case. Oh my God!
1: I know it went wrong right away. Right away, you knew right away. But I'm saying, considering, so I mean, you shouldn't have let him walk out the room. I mean, you shouldn't have hired no, Gates. If, if those are your only two choices, you should have took McCarthy. Okay, yes, yes. But I'm saying, from what I'm seeing from him there, it's like this is not the same. It's no. not the same McCarthy that was in Green Bay. That's all no. I'm saying. It's not yep. the same guy. Mm-hmm. Not the same guy.
2: And, and a lot of the problems he had there, unfortunately, are the same problems he had now. Like you'd like True. to think that somebody like him would would learn from some of these things. And yeah,
1: it has not turned out to be the case.
6: Bruce is in Flushing. Hey, Bruce, you're next on 98.7. Hey, guys. I want to talk about the Giants. Two things concern me. The offensive line, particularly the guards and the linebackers. I read a report the other day that Justin Pugh wants to re-sign with the Giants. If that can be done, I think that's very important. Secondly, the linebackers. Not a lot of depth there. The guy they signed in the off-season is good, but you know in football you get injuries and depth's the problem. The one thing that they need, because I watched the Giants blitz last year from the linebacking position, but they weren't quick enough. This guy who he just traded for. The guy who would be perfect in a Wink Martindale defense would be Andy Hedden, Mm -hmm. the the linebacker who had great speed and can blitz. My question to you guys, do you know this guy as quick as Andy Hedden used to be?
1: I don't know, Bruce. Good hearing from you again. Uh, thanks for the phone call. I don't know if he is as quick, Gordon. I'm not really sure, but he's got some speed. I know he has some speed, and once again, um, his ability is to get to the quarterback. Now, the other question is going to be, Gordon, what is his ability? His, abil- his ability to tackle running backs and tight ends over the middle. That's going to be the next question because you know, you know what happens. You keep coming. I'm going to run at you, or I'm going to throw at you to keep to freeze you to keep you where you are, so I can you know kind of slow you down. Um, so that's going to be the next thing. But I'm not sure of the speed compared to Heading. Uh,
2: well, I'm not going to tell you that I I know a huge scouting report, but just reading today, the the physical tools are not the issue. Mm-hmm. The physical tools are not the issue. It seems like maybe he's been bounced around a lot with different positions. Uh, didn't maybe necessarily agree with some of the things the coaching staff did there and Mm -hmm. it does seem like some people have kind of questioned his desire to -hmm. play now we were talking earlier about with Dwayne Brown and having Zach Wilson under center and now you Mm -hmm. have Aaron Rodgers under center when you surround people with other talent sometimes that brings out the best in you Mm-hmm. I would think with a good coaching situation, some good talent on that defense, some success coming off a successful year last year, it would seem to be set up well to get the best out of him.
1: I agree. Or Dable and his coaching staff, they pull no punches, Gordon. They let you know what you do. what you got to do. So if you're sensitive, this might not be the place for you. <laughs> so we'll find out. This will either make him or break him. But it's another it's, – it's classic – a change of scenery would would probably do this guy some good. That so that that's the thought process. And listen, like you said, it's it's a win-win.
2: Yeah. If he doesn't
1: work out pick. you give up a seventh round pick. Right. I mean, stop. It's okay. He I think he'll be fine. And here's the thing. He adds depth to a position that you need depth and he adds speed to a position where you need speed. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. It works. And in terms
2: of the offensive line, there are very few teams. Yeah. That look at their offensive line. We're good. We're we're good the whole season. I would think that you would like to see if you're a Giant fan a real big step forward from Evan Neal this year. Absolutely. Andrew Thomas took a big step forward in year two, Mm -hmm. so hopefully that's the case because if you get the tackles right, you can start again. Everybody wants depth. Everybody wants all these different things, but especially for the the draft capital that you used
1: on Evan Neal, you need to see that
3: that step forward this year. Absolutely.
1: Jim's in Madison. What's up, Jim?
3: Hey, guys. Thanks a lot for taking my call. Uh, first of all, I was loving the uh, talk about how disappointing the Cowboys always are. I could listen to that all night long. <laughs> um, but I'm a, I, I'm a typically a pretty pessimistic Giants fan, one of those guys, and I am very excited about this year. Not overly hyped, like we're going to win the division, go to the NFC Championship, but actual signs of progress would be would be thrilling to me. Like you said, Evan Neal taking a step forward. I really want to see Kayvon Thibodeau take a step, a big step, because he was borderline disappointing last year. But just things like splitting with the Eagles, like you said, split with the Eagles, split with the Cowboys, stop the cycle of getting walloped by those teams. Things like that would be a huge, huge step forward for this team. And I'm excited to watch. I mean, I'm really I, – I cannot – Wait, let's go, Giants against Dallas, Week One.
1: I mean, Jim, thanks for the phone call. How could you not be excited? You, you, you potentially have an offense, Gordon, that could put points on the board where you didn't have that last year. You relied on Saquon Barkley and the legs of Daniel Jones to get most of your consistent scoring. Now you've got, you've got, you've got a fabulous tight end if he stays healthy. You've got young receivers. Uh, You've got speed. I mean you know you've got offense you've got you've got versatility, you have options offensively, and listen, it's the Giants, so you know the defense is always going to be it's always going to be representative of what they are and I
2: think the thing that the Giants have going for them this year is that they play in the n f c and mm-hmm. when you go through that n f c it's it's kind of hard to find seven playoff teams
1: it is no question
2: now unfortunately, two of them very well might reside in your own division, mm hmm in uh, the Cowboys and, and certainly the Eagles. I think the Eagles are kind of the class of yeah. the NFC, uh, yep. but who knows? I mean, we've seen teams lose the Super Bowl, then maybe take a little bit of a step back. The Eagles, it seemed like they had a really easy schedule last year and benefited from that. I looked at the first half of their schedule this year. It doesn't look all that difficult either, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but the giants you go through the NFC and try and find the teams. It's, it's the Niners. It's yep. the Eagles. It's the Cowboys. You're going to have to have a team from the north. Everybody loves uh, the Lions this year. Yeah. You have to have a team from the south. That division's terrible. hmm That's still two spots left. That's it's right. It's kind of tough to to find it. So it's right there for the day. There's no reason why
1: the New York Giants don't make the playoffs. Again Absolutely. This year. Absolutely. And I'm baffled by people who don't think they're going to make the postseason. I mean, how could I, I really am just by looking at the team. I mean, okay, if something happens and we see injuries or something like that during the season, okay, I get it, but... To think, people think like they don't – this is a playoff team, Gordon. There's no question. They're, they're better than they were last year, and they were a playoff team.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, look, last year I think a lot of things did go right in, mm-hmm. outside of their control. Yep. Uh, but who's to say that they don't go right? I mean, just because they went right last year doesn't mean that they're they're not going to go all right this year. I, mm-hmm. I think that this year kind of tells you, did the Gi- are the Giants really laying the foundation of something and they really have the coach right, the GM right? Or did, was it just simply a, a, a lucky year and they took a step back this year? Uh, even if they did take a step back this year, looking at the landscape of the NFC, it, it's not a great conference. It's The, the Giants' schedule is not overly brutal. So the, it really feels like if Daniel Jones take that next step forward and, and the young talent they have and Thibodeau and Neal and some of these other pieces, they should be a playoff team again
0: this is espn new york tonight with larry hardesty and gordon damer on 98.7 espn
1: i just damer on 98.7 espn pet o'keefe at the top of the hour on 98.7 nice very nice harvey there's a special move that i like to do here gordon yeah. but I would be in traction for a week, so I'll just sit my behind down and go to the phone. That's
2: probably the best. I don't need you in traction. <laughs>
1: I need you here every night. Uh, let's go to Carlos in New York. Carlos, you're next on
7: 98.7. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I'm um, I'm Bill's Mafia, and I now live in this area, so all I do is listen to uh, talk radio all the time, and you guys do a great. You guys have very good chemistry. But what I wanted to say is that I – I want to just caution the Jet fans. Let, let's play the game. I mean, I mean, I mean, you guys are like handing the division over to the Jets, and yet I have Josh Allen for a lot of years, and this guy is a stud. What are you talking about winning the division? How? What, what's the president? And I gotta say it, Larry, the Jets is a hard team to dislike because our team is up and coming and I like what I see from them. I I have a healthy respect for the defense uh-huh. and, and the, and the rookie uh, wide receiver, he's a real deal too. Uh-huh. But you know, let's just play the games. Let's just play the games. Let's not hand the, Let's not hand the division over to the, to the Jets without playing one single game. Come on guys.
1: Well, Carlos, you know, look, Carlos, you, you understand. And thanks for the phone call. When you're a team that is in the same division as a team that has dominated the division for the past couple of seasons. And you went toe-to-toe with that team, beating them in one game and almost beating them in the second game with sub, subpar quarterback play. And said team gets a better quarterback. I mean, Carlos, it's natural for them to think, here's the logic, one plus one equals two, Okay. We won one game with a – we beat you with a bad quarterback. We lost to you with a bad quarterback. We got a better quarterback. We have a – the defense is supposed to be better. We should have a chance to knock you off. It's it's just – it's it's a fan thing. That's how they're supposed to think. They're not supposed to think, well, you know what? We got no shot. You know, I mean – they can't think that way. Now, is it premature for them, for anybody to think about winning the division for the Jets? Absolutely it is. You have to play the game. What's well, Chris Berman always say, Gordon? It's why they play the game. So we get it. That's why you play the game. But if you're a fan, Gordon, you're allowed to dream. You're allowed to dream. That's all they're doing. They're just dreaming, Carlos. And let's be honest.
2: The Bills have not lived up to expect. Last year was a very big year for Buffalo. They were supposed to be the... They were the last year's Jets. Yeah. They were supposed to be the team that overtook everybody, and they were gonna do this and they were gonna do that, and their season ended with about as big a thud oh. as it possibly could. That that, that, that loss game. I mean they barely oh. beat the Dolphins and uh and, and the kid that was starting a quarterback there. So um and, and then that, that game against the Bengals, where oh. they just got absolutely destroyed. Oh. The Dolphin game was supposed to be like this wake-up call. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't wake up. They didn't wake up the following week, <laughs> and and it does kind of feel like, you know, the Bills for the last couple of years been wait. They won the division, but we've been yeah. waiting for them to overtake yeah. the Chiefs or get to a Super Bowl, and they've not been able to do that. And the window of opportunity is starting close, to close a little bit.
1: It's closing. And and listen, it's not just the Jets. Come on, Miami's got a good shot at that division too. Oh, I mean, come on, let's be fair. If Tua stays healthy, Gordon, from a talent standpoint and depth, you're every bit as good as Buffalo. Every uh, bit I was as watching good. some stuff
2: today. I was getting sucked in. I was starting. <laughs> I was starting to believe, like a, uh-huh. like a proper idiot, like, there a, you go. like an idiot that's just at the reeling you in a thousand times,
1: in. <laughs> and a thousand times got it wrong. Just reeling it. Jalen Ramsey's but here's coming the, back. Hey, look, if you're a defense. Bills fan and you're
2: tired of all the Jets talk, good thing, good news.
1: Mm-hmm. You get them right away. That's it. You can shut you them down. get them
2: right away. You get all this talk, you can shut it up. You don't have to wait to week five. You don't have nope. to wait to week 10. You don't nope. have to wait after the – you get it right away. Yep. Boom. That's it. And, boy, if the Bills come out mm-hmm. and put a beat down on the Jets, you, you want to see the Jet fans spiral? Yep. They, you won't. They won't be saying anything.
1: But oh, oh they no win, they'll be
2: saying stuff but they won't be saying anything about they'll be they'll be ripping their own team
1: yeah but if they win Gordon
2: oh <laughs> look <laughs> out <you> got problems
1: <laughs> look out look they out but you might you might need to move to Buffalo <laughs> you know but here's one thing I'll say this Carlos that one thing that's in your favor fellow fan Omar is not talking a lot about Buffalo this season that's, that's in the your best favor. news you got <laughs> Because he starts talking, oh god, it could be a problem. That no. Monday night will Uh-oh. prove that who is the New York team, and oh, we are going to smack, boy.
2: smack
7: wow. oh, the see, New York Jets.
1: Say, oh, start, I'm wrong. Yeah. Sorry, you're in trouble. Unfortunately, you're trouble. <laughs> in trouble. I, I retract my statement. You're Move in trouble. Move to Canada. So
7: bad that the nightmare <laughs> that you will remember for the season.
1: Oh boy, wow. And you talk about Jet fans. Yeah. <laughs> I love Omar. He's the best. Josh is in Columbus. What's up, Josh?
7: Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, Josh. I'm so, so happy that Doc and Daryl are finally getting what they deserve. I'm glad this team is recognizing its history. But what has Gary Carter got to do to get his number retired? I mean, I thought they were going to do it the year he passed, but I don't – what are they holding out for?
1: I don't know, Josh. Thanks for the phone call. I mean that that he would be the next one. I mean they're going down that eighty six, going down that eighty sixteen pretty rapidly. I mean Keith is in, you know. Um, so I would think that uh, you know with Doc and Daryl going in, I would think that Gary Carter will be will be along soon. I mean you know he's a uh, man. He he, it's so funny how he had to battle his own teammates, Gordon, and you hear them talk about. You know, even Keith Hernandez kind of in a if, you know, in a looking back kind of remorseful kind of way of, well, he loves the cameras. Let him talk to the media. He loves doing that. We don't want to talk to the media. We don't want to do all that stuff. And what he was able to do with both. Strawberry and Gooden, and obviously more so Gooden because his catcher pitcher relationship and everything, just to rein him in and give him, teach him the little fine tuning with the great stuff he had. Didn't have much to do, Gordon, because I mean, between the fastball and the Lord Charles curve that rolled off a table, I mean, he was virtually unhittable anyway, but just the nuances of setting up pitch, setting up hitters and stuff like that. I mean, Gary Carter was the final piece for that 86 team when they got him in 85. He was the final piece to put that, that whole thing together.
2: Well, clearly now you have an owner who uh, wants to celebrate the history, and I'm sure that it, it is just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would, uh, and unfortunately, you know Gary's not with us anymore. So, yeah. uh, but I'm sure that his family will still enjoy that. Uh, and it's, I, I would think it's just a matter of time.
1: I agree. Know. I agree. He deserves the recognition. There's of no course, absolutely. It. No question about it. We got more for, more of your phone calls. That's next on ninety eight seven ESPN.
0: This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Well, I tell you what, I can't get enough of the first half of this game. Gordon, the first half has just ended. It started at 8. I mean, I know it's preseason, but it's quarter to 10. Do they need a pitch clock? Yes. What are we doing?
3: What the hell's going on out here? Oh, my
1: God.
2: This is ridiculous.
1: Flying by.
2: No, it isn't. They realize the season's coming up here pretty
1: quickly. I'm going to wrap this know, game up. I mean, please. This is, What is it? Super? We're going to have a halftime now? With the, the, who's going to perform at <laughs> halftime? Here comes Shania Twain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll get done Gosh. one in the morning. Let's, do me a favor. I hope you are throwing the ball in the second half. Just run. No, run the ball. Run the ball run, in the second half. Run it. Half. As run much it. it. Yep. it. A of, of
2: lot of Trey Sermon and uh Evan oh, Hall.
1: God. Yeah, let's run. My goodness. Prime, huh? Bezos. I mean, what are you doing to me? Oh, I don't get know. To, this, is, this is not Bezos' fault. This is oh, Yes it is. He's he's involved with everything. <laughs> <laughs> he controls all. Right, you uh, you, you,
2: you, you feel free criticizing any man who has his own spaceship. That's what I'm saying. Right, you, know, you can build a spaceship, you can get the game done a little bit
1: quicker, right? Absolutely. All right. I mean, they're, you know, let, let me tell you how rich he is, Gordon. He's got he doesn't even use his own trucks anymore. I've got budget trucks stopping by the house. I got unnamed, unmarked cars oh, stopping I, by. Oh, you don't even have to tell me. I thought I was going to get kidnapped
2: the other day. It was just a white <laughs> van pulled up in front of the house. Guy comes running out.
1: Oh, here's some more lotions and potions for the house. Oh, great. Fantastic. I mean, you don't even know if it's Amazon anymore. You just come in any any kind of vehicle. At some point, like,
2: (laughs) when is enough enough? Can we get a free month? One free month? Would be nice. Could you pick up the tab for one month? (laughs) It would be
1: nice.
2: You know? Like, at some point, like, doesn't he look around and say, what else am I going to (laughs) buy? Got a boat as big as a a country over here. I got a spaceship that takes me to space. I mean, what more? He he didn't want to even buy an NFL team. I know.
1: He didn't want to. He could buy the whole league. He could. He's running out of trucks. He doesn't even put He he just, "Eh, rent one. We're good. I don't need them. I got my It's tax loss. Rent them. We're good. Unbelievable. Tom's in Lindenhurst. What's up, Tom?
5: How you doing? Thanks a lot for taking the call. Yanks and Knicks, please. With the Yanks, I'm glad you mentioned Brian Sabian and Omar Minaya because I was about to put an APB out for them now. I don't know what their function is with the organization uh, uh, unless they're just yes-man to Cashman. I mean, I would let either one of them be the general manager. They have the best uh, be- baseball expertise, that is, to do so. Uh, I don't know. And it's interesting why uh, Cashman had the press conference yesterday that he had. I mean, why did he pick that time to do it? We all know. Everybody on the planet knew this could have taken place a month ago. That the team, I don't know if it would have made any difference anyway. Probably wouldn't have. But you know, why did he pick yesterday to have this press conference and whatnot? If I could get to the next two real quick, uh, all three Villanova grads, I would play them in crunch time, just about every game. They're all fundamentally sound. They all can hit big shots. They're all decent rebounders. They're all, uh, except for Brunson's uh, becoming a defender. But, I mean, uh, Dante DiVincenzo is a pretty good all-around player, from what I understand, highly recommended by Curry. I don't want to talk about the, uh, the pick that the Knicks just missed getting him in. Mean, I'm trying to get over that. <laughs> but uh, what do you think of DiVincenzo? And they uh, they also picked up this guy, uh, Isaiah Roby. And this other guy, Knight, as back possible backups to Randall, who I don't consider uh, a star or a clutch player uh, at all. He's not a winner. As far as I'm concerned, Randall's not a winner. He says he's going to control his emotions, and he still can't. He still comes up with a technical in the last seconds of play, slams the ball. I mean, this guy's this guy's a loser. I don't. I, I wouldn't mind if they got rid of Randall. Easy for me to say. How do you replace 24 points and 10 rebounds? Thank you.
1: Uh, not easy, Tom. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Thanks for the phone call. Um, I, I I love uh, DiVincenzo. I think he's going to be really good for them. He's a, Gordon, he's a three-point maker. And that's what the Knicks sorely need. The problem, Tom, you're going to have is, I know you would love to play them together in crunch time, but your your head coach is a guy who is uh, very simply a defensive-oriented guy. So if it's, if the matchups don't make it, He's not gonna play. Then he's not gonna play them together. But they're going to get a lot of playing time and, and I think it was a good move um for uh you know for, for DiVincenzo to join that to join that group. Yeah, and in terms of Randall, uh, I think most Nick fans would agree that he is
2: not a superstar. I mean he's been all NBA a couple of times here as well. And while might the last three be, years. Yeah. I mean he might not be a true NBA superstar. He is the Knicks superstar.
1: Yeah, he is For better or
2: worse, they they're gonna ride Julius Randle.
1: As long as Tibbs is there, he's riding him. Mm-hmm. Quoting um, Mike D'Antoni about that fabulous point guard Jeremy Lin, I'm riding him like he's secretary. Yep. And that's what Tibbs is doing with Randall. He's riding him like he's secretary. And it's and it's been the right move. It has been. He's performed. He's performed. Has he been great? No. Has he been has he come up big in some spots? Yeah. yeah he has. Yeah. I mean, he, has. he melts down in the playoffs.
2: Uh, we, that's the issue. We've seen that. We have seen that. That is a problem. But That's uh, that's the issue. And here's You got to get to the
1: playoffs. And listen, and news flash, he's not alone. No, he's he <laughs> not alone. There's a bunch of other players right, including absolutely. one that could be coming here.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. Who melts
1: down in the right. postseason. They definitely have a type. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Yeah. Listen, Joe Leo saw a guy who melts down in the postseason who's talking about uh, the, the, the owner is a liar. It's another mm-hmm. guy that melts down in the postseason. So, mm-hmm. you know, not defending Randall, but, he you know, he's not alone. He's not alone. not alone. Buddha's in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha?
4: Hey, guys, you were talking about the Giants and the Knicks. You know, uh, with the guy, the kid Simmons that they got? Yeah. Listen, he was just in a bad situation over there in Arizona. He's got all the talent in the world. Mm-hmm. And behind the Giants have one thing that a lot of teams don't have. They have excellent coaching on both sides of the ball. Yep. So he's going to be a 100-tackle guy. I have no doubt about that. They, don't worry about that seventh-round pick being something you don't have to worry about. That. He's going to be a player. Now, you were talking about also with the Giants that they need to split with the Cowboys and the Eagles. Let's slow down. Let's let them split first with the Cowboys and the Washington team. I mean, fly, Eagles, fly. You all need to stop it. Watch your mouth. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's number number one. Now, with the Knicks, listen, I don't think the Knicks are winning 46 games. I think the Knicks are winning 50 games. And I'm going to give you the reasons why. Mm. You know, first of all, when you look at Brunson, this U.S. basketball stuff, you've seen this before. Where a guy was coming off of like a breakout season, goes out there, he's been dominant. He and, and he's just ascending and ascending as ascending as a player. he would probably be first team or nba you know, this year. I, I, I have a feeling that he's going to be there. And, um, you know, as far as the trade goes, listen, I don't think that they were going to trade MB to the Knicks. You know, they usually they don't trade people within the same division, much less the same conference. Yep. But, you know, when I think about it, like I said to you the other night, listen, I'm giving Embiid – the, the first half of next year, to see if he bonds with Nick Nurse, and then I'm going to Nick Nurse because they owe it to him. You know, this whole thing is, is, a, is a disaster. You cannot have James Harden on the team at the start of the season. Either he stays home or you accept the Clippers deal. If Embiid is still giving, you know, the passive-aggressive tweets and all this other stuff, I'm washing my hands of him too because, mm-hmm. listen, we've won nothing with him. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? And his, his value is only going to decrease – his health is always going to If the Knicks want to give four first-round picks, I saw some deal with four first-round picks, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson. Julius Randle, you all can keep him. I'll take <laughs> RJ Barrett over Julius Randle. Mitchell Robinson is a throw-in because he's only a situational player to me. He's never taken any other next step. The step to do what? He's never going to be an offensive player. But you know what? Those four first-round picks, you give me RJ Barrett and Quickly and, and Grimes, and I'm good to go. We reset the franchise because... The center is not, besides Jokic, you're mm-hmm. not winning an NBA championship with your center being your best player. It's just not going to happen. I
1: hear you, Buddha. Got it around, my friend. Thanks for the phone call. Um, Randall's probably going to have to be in the deal for the money, along yeah. with along with RJ, so you're going to be stuck with him anyway. Listen, you can trade and do what you want to do with him <laughs> after you get him, but that's probably the way the deal's going to be. Hearing Buddha's reaction to
2: Randall being traded to his team, all of a sudden makes me want to see that trade
1: happen a little bit more. <laughs> a little bit more, right? <laughs> just a little bit Not a lot more. A, a
2: little, little bit more. Just
1: a little, just a little. What you got cooking on Saturday, my friend?
2: Uh, well, we're in for Dan Grasa on Saturday, so a little okay. 9 to noon action. So uh, we'll have, I, I'm, I'm guessing we'll probably talk a little Yankee baseball, assuming right, they just a little maybe bit. do something before then. I don't think so. I hear you. All right, my friend. Have a
1: good weekend. All right, Larry. Paddle keep is next on 98.7 ESPN. You feel free
2: criticizing any man who has his own spaceship.